Welcome to the She Builds Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Olson, a licensed general contractor who builds new construction, renovates, and designs your vision. Today, more than ever, we need raw, authentic women who are willing to rise above society's norms, break those glass ceilings, and encourage each other to boldly build the life we were meant to live. So honey, what are you building? Welcome to the She Builds Show. Today, our guest is CJ Devereaux. Welcome to the show, CJ. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay. So tell me what you currently do. I'm a business owner of an earthwork company and my main focus is excavator operations. Okay. So when did you start this business? What's it called? Civil Spec Resources. Little okay. plug there. <laughs> of course, that's why we do these things. <laughs> I've been running the business for just under a year. Oh my goodness. Um, Who's like a baby yeah. entrepreneur? <laughs> Literally, we're in the infancy phase. Do you phase. want to die yet? Is, are we doing okay? <laughs> Should I send help? Well, I don't know. Yes, please. There's lots of hats I'm wearing. <laughs> yes, no doubt. Oh my yes, gosh. Yes, it's full on, but super rewarding. Oh, that um, is, congratulations. That's so hard to do. Not only like any business, but this type of business. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's very interesting to see the change in, yeah, I guess, culturally around the industry going from just operating to starting my own business. It's been praised surprisingly, which right? from my journey is surprising. Amazing. So tell me, what do you mean by earthworks? Like some people might go like, what the heck is she talking about? So we do like a lot of drainage. So like when you're doing a new house build and installing like the plumbing and the communications, you know, you're your like underground yeah. utility stuff. Absolutely. I, I'm just curious. Do you do like footings for like a concrete contractor or anything like that? Or are you just like main... Yeah, because I know there's excavator with the footings and all that. Yes, that's actually my favorite. Yes. I love doing those. Yes, because they're super detailed. I was going to say they're Um, super complicated. We just did one and we didn't make the plans and it was like work that we had to do for another contractor. And it was like a grid pattern. It looked like you were playing tic-tac-toe and it was like, how do you, like the excavator didn't reach to be able, if you were filling holes in while digging new holes, I'm like, I can't watch anymore. (laughs) That's the best. Yes. I love that. It's all part of the challenge that makes it all the more rewarding. It's like painting in the dirt. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like making a pretty picture in the dirt, which with like a big machinery is so awesome. <laughs> it's is that what it cool. feels like to you? <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So how in the world did this happen? Did you come from a family that was in construction? Did, you know, your dad teach you how to operate an excavator? How did this happen? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I had done a bit of traveling in the past and came back and was like, oh, I should probably like sort my career out and decided to (laughs) do something with my life. Uh. Yeah. Something like that. Like kind of adult, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I started university doing a degree that I didn't know what I was going to do with. So that was sports science. And I did a few years of that and I needed to fund that life. And I just reached out to a recruitment agency and the highest paying low degree background was just laboring in the industry. Yeah. So I just started in it that way. So I was in the trenches with a group of people and it was just really good camaraderie at that stage. And I was just watching this machinery all day and fell in love with like, I don't know, the excavator looked like a swan. (laughs) (laughs) This beautiful thing. Let me drive it. How did you get in that seat? How long did it take? It took six years to get into it and eight years to be accepted being into it. Wow, Uh, that's crazy. Because I know my, like, that's all my husband does is dirt work and like underground stuff. And he does all that for me. And he is super picky about even the men that he lets in the machine. Because that machine is not cheap. And letting (laughs) people in there that don't know what they're doing, break a hydraulic line, any of that stuff, it's thousands of dollars to fix. So it's a big deal to let somebody that doesn't know what they're doing into a machine like that. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Machinery come on site and it gets scratched in moments. And that's like, that's soul breaking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, my baby. Okay. So walk me through that like six years. Like that's just a long period of time just to jump over and go, yeah, it took me six years to learn. Like, what was that like? What did you do? Did you force them out of the, you know, the (laughs) excavator and like, let me in? Like what happened? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I think like, I, well, I feel like I almost had to earn my stripes and to be respected on the site, being the only female. So it's like I had to put in the hard yard, like on the ground and showing that I could work in those conditions and sort of hold my own. Mm-hmm. When you say hard started, yards, what does that mean? Like the shovel? Yeah, yeah. A lot of physical labor in torrential rain and, and super hot days. And then it sort of started building a bit of a rapport. And then I was given the opportunity Well, I kept asking how to get into the excavators. And they said, oh, no, women don't. Like if you want to hop in the machineries, you have to get in the truck or the water truck or the roller. Yeah, or the roller, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the compactor, oh, yeah. Yes. It's no fun. No, it's not. You just go back and forth and then you want to be done. (laughs) Exactly. So I went and got my excavator ticket anyway. Like that was just super easy to get. It was like a two-day course. But I came back with the ticket and it didn't mean anything on site. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I don't know, like over the years I changed jobs and there was like, I feel like five men who really gave me the time and sort of gave me a go, but it did take a long time to build that sort of relationship. But even still, I think for the first two years of operating, it was short-lived. Like I would jump in the machine and within moments I'd have someone yelling at me, get off it. <laughs> oh, no. That's so no. It was terrible. I did spend a lot of years crying in those machines. <laughs> so what was like the worst, like, tell me the worst of the worst in that, because, you know, the fact that you've overcome it and, you know, now have a business from it, 
What was that? What was like the lowest point? I became a topic of sort of, it almost felt like it was like workplace bullying. It was, I stood out from the crowd because I was trying to do something that no one else had done. And yeah, it became a gossip like point of conversation and to the point emotional and mental well-being. And I just enjoyed it so much that it, it didn't feel like work. But that aspect of it kept me going through. And I purposely risked my reputation for a chance to have a go. And like I lost jobs. I was working fly in, fly out. So you go away and you you live on site for a couple of weeks and then you fly home. And my first fly in, fly out job was the first time I owned it. And I was like, yes, I'm an excavator operator. And I was hired as an excavator operator. And I was not up to scratch at that stage. But I was like, <laughs> I gotta take the leap. I gotta take the leap. Fake it till you and, make it. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can do it until I was put into the role. I was like, guess not. Yeah, like they almost shamed me. They're like, yeah, in the middle of the day in front of a whole work site, like huh. basically sacked me from the job and said, you're getting on a flight tonight. Oh, like to no. Go home. Did that push you down or did it fuel your fire? It fueled my fire so much, but don't get me wrong. I think for the first two days, like I just allowed it to like, the emotions to come up and just really knock me. But then, yeah, yeah we didn't, a few we didn't days like later, set up camp there. No, not at all. Not at all. You know, like that to me is a tremendous undertaking. Humiliation anytime in life, whether you're a kid or an adult, is such a blow to yourself. And so many people would have said, I'm going to go find something else to do. I am not welcomed. I am being made fun of, bullied, pushed out. They do not want me. Why did you keep going? Like, why? <laughs> why, why, why? I think, yeah, firstly, I just enjoy being in that machine. Like, it's just super fun. Like, I still be in there crying at those times and just, I'm like, this is so enjoyable. And I'm very drawn to challenges mm. and it is one of the most challenging machines to learn. And then it got to a point where I think. Yeah. Was there like a moment where you did a job that that wasn't your experience and you were like, yes, like they were happy with your work or like what, what happened after that? That was like a turning point for the positive. Maybe a year or so after that, it was when I started doing footings, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Basically, after that, I did a year of rock breaking. So they gave me an excavator, but it had a rock breaker on it. So that was near enough. And then... No actual dirt, just... <laughs> yeah, literally. They're like, you will get a bucket. And I'm like, when is that? A year <laughs> later, I was like, okay, see ya. <laughs> and then, yeah, I started with another company and the morale was, was everything. And I just sort of got thrown in the deep end to sort of leading hand a whole crew of people around when I was doing footings and, and I got they like so many... let, they let you mess up and didn't kick you out. Is that kind of how it was maybe that they were like not so upset if there was a mistake? Was there some patience and guidance or was that the difference? I don't know. To be honest, I think 
between the worst of it and when I got to that turning point, I must have upskilled myself without realizing because I always really, there's a lot of self-doubt, especially when you come from that sort of culture. And then once I got to this point, this was the first time where other companies that were driving around on that same site and my own people were just celebrating me and praising my work. And then it was like, yeah, actually, I kind of do know what I'm doing. And (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think because by that stage, it had been three years of me operating and I could finally do things without assistance. Right. And yeah, and to a fine level of detail as well. Right. Like the only thing I can relate it to was, (laughs) I know this is a weird relation, but like being in that box and having everybody stare at you and expect you to know what to do and you your heart races and your mind goes blank and then you do a worse job because all you're thinking about is everybody looking at you because when somebody is in that machine everyone is standing around waiting for them to be done because their job depends on your job and there's not usually like a lot of things going on at the same time you're watching everyone's watching that excavator do what they need to do. And then they finish up afterwards. And the only thing I can relate it to is like roping. I team rope, like I rope. And when I was learning, it's that feeling like when you go to a jackpot and it's the same, you like back in the box and all you could think about was all the people watching you. And instead of just like doing what I knew how to do, which was rope and turn a steer, you have to be able to switch mentally and put that out of your mind. Did you experience any of that? Absolutely. Do you know what I still do? Yeah, still I'm sure. Do. It's just like, oh crap, I need to actually go back inside and stop focusing on outside because it's a lot of pressure when people are even like same thing, like picking up a drill in front of people or a saw or whatever. And it's like, I do it all the time and I know what I'm doing. But when other people are watching you, <laughs> your brain disappears from your mind and you no longer can function. Oh, literally, you're like, I need four screws. And you're like, oh, wait, I don't know. I've got one. Like, it does. I don't know what happens to your brain. But it's so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, it's still a thing for sure. I bet. So take me from basically, okay, I've got the hang of it. These people are praising me. I don't suck every single day. And I kind of know what I'm doing to... Did you go buy an excavator? Did you start the business? And what was the timeline between that and where you are now? That was probably a year and a half, just under two years, like difference between then to now. Mm -hmm. And I did start doing some business plans and was preparing to get my own machinery because I just realized that, yeah, I was finally at a point where I had the confidence in my work and that I could do it and go out on my own. And I just wanted to create, culture became such a big focus for me. And I just really wanted to be able to make a change with that. So I started planning and that job where I was being praised and everything, I ended up working so much that I burnt myself out and I was getting ready for work, but I couldn't leave the room upon site. Like I just I was dressed and ready for work, but my body just wouldn't step out the door. It was Mm. very bizarre. And I had to make a decision to sort of say, well, I think my emotional and mental well-being 
needs to prioritize now. And I left that with no work to go to. I was like, something's not right here with myself and I just need to go home. And I think for four weeks, I didn't have work and it just, I don't know, it just all sort of fell into place. I I got the excavator within like six weeks of that moment. How much did you pay for Uh, the excavator? A hundred thousand. Okay. (laughs) Right. You just like crap your pants a little bit. Literally, (laughs) literally. I don't, yeah, I, what happened was I was like, you know what, this is fine. I'm going to reach out to recruitment agencies and work casually around the city and sort of network that way to find clients Mm -hmm. and see if they're in demand for a smaller machine. So you quit your job, you bought an excavator and within a week, what happened? Oh yes. Within a week I had a contractor and then, oh, with the machinery, that was the other thing. It all happened so perfectly because getting machinery into Australia with COVID and everything, we have massive delays. So all machineries are like six to nine month wait. Mm -hmm. And then I went to all these companies to get quotes. And then a guy was driving past and he saw me on the excavator and he was a sales rep for Hitachi. (laughs) And he just started talking to me and he's like, oh, yeah, and I've got one on floor right now, like ready to go. And it was like the only one of that size here in Perth, in Australia. And it was just so easy. Like I got all the, so all the doors opened. A hundred percent all aligned. And I didn't think that was going to happen for another two years. I'm still in disbelief at that. That's amazing. So you just started doing jobs. Then when did you decide that it was like, okay, I'm going to make a real business. Do you have any other employees Is it just you? Are you wearing every single hat? What's happening? I am wearing every single hat. (laughs) And I'm just in the phase of planning to scale up and bring on one or two employees. But I'm just about to, yeah, I'm getting mentored through that because I feel like that's just another big leap in itself. But the demand, yeah. The demand is there. The demand at all. Wow. I imagine that you have a passion for helping other women in this industry and making sure that they do not have the experience that you had if they want to learn. Is that right? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Have you had any women come and chase you down or ask you or anything like that? Very often. So it's great to see at the moment that more and more females are coming into the industry. And every time one comes on site, if it's for like my client, I will naturally take her under my wing and yeah, give her a go on the excavator and try and encourage her to like sort of stay because it is a bit intimidating at first. And but I've also just got my first mentee. So I'm a mentor. Yeah. And that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's crazy to think that I'm here after going through that. But yeah, I just, I feel like the industry needs to change and it is great to see the culture has definitely changed. There's still so far for it to go, but I've definitely seen men's belief systems change right before my eyes over the course of these 10 years. And that is everything. Absolutely. And how I describe it or how I picture it in my head is like, you know, you were the one that 
basically like took the dynamite and blew the door down. Right. And you were like, no, I'm coming through whether you like it or not. And now you have the opportunity where you get to open the door and say, whoever wants to come through can come through. You don't have to blow it down. And that's kind of how I feel about my role too. It's like, I've been doing this for 15 plus years and I, I've never, you know, up until about a year and a half ago, I, you know, I decided to change my name to She Builds because I was like, you know, I want other women to know that it's okay and that you can do it and you can come through the door. And if I claim that, you know, there's a woman contractor out there, maybe it will be easier for them to walk through the door and not so scary because it's not, you know, boarded down and there's not bars on the door. It's open, come through. I've done it, you know, and that's how I feel about you too. It's like, okay, now that you've done that, there's a way for women to experience it, to contact you. And I have people reach out to me all the time. And I'm like, this is how I did it. This is what I did. This is where you go. And let me know if you need help or how can I support you? And I just love that women in general are supportive of other women and inclusive where sometimes it doesn't feel that way with men possibly where there, you know, maybe there's a little bit of ego and no, I'm not going to teach you my skills. And, you know, it's like, no, I want everybody to know what I know so that you can do it. Cause when I die, I don't want to be the only one that knows how to do what I do. That was exactly. a little rant, but <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I love that analogy too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, Whether it's yeah. holding the door open. Exactly. Right. Right. Rather than feeling yeah. like, no, you're not welcome here. Exactly. I think there's more and more support over the last few years, like associations and stuff that are dedicated to women at the moment. It absolutely is that what I know I want to share with you and what you know they want to share with me and just like all these women lifting each other up through that. And yeah, I definitely did experience that. From certain men, don't get me wrong, I feel like I have a lot of men to thank for where I am right now. But I yeah, there were those agree. Yeah. There were those times where it was like, no, 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 this is what I know and I won't even show you a single thing. So to be able to change that and say, I want to give you all the experience that I've had and take you under my wing and show you the way is everything. Yeah, absolutely. What's your plan for the next year? What's your goal? To bring on one one staff member and I want to create a course that sort of brings someone in from no industry experience at all and Mm -hmm. sort of yeah train them up and coach them in a way that they're supported so I sort of yeah I'm planning on that that's amazing so like an online course on you know how to get to where you're going or where you're at or get the experience is that kind of what you're saying yeah yep absolutely okay well you I'm gonna hold you to it you can't just say it you got to do it Okay. <laughs> you got to work on the business, not just in the business all the time, right? I know you love that excavator, but <laughs> okay. I really do. Yeah, I know, right? We like go into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to open my own business and just do exactly what I love all day. And actually, you end up doing everything you don't love <laughs> until you learn how to hire and delegate, which you will. You will. Yeah, I want to take some of these hats off. Yes, you probably need to. Otherwise, you're going to end up burnout out again. We don't want that. So, but you're yeah. doing such an incredible job. I'm so proud of you. I'm so honored to meet you. And 
just to even know, I wish you were here because I would hire you in a second. I'd boot my husband out and I'd hire you and pay you. (laughs) Hopefully he won't listen to this episode. (laughs) Don't worry, honey. She's in Australia. (laughs) For now, come visit. Yeah, you come visit. You can borrow our excavator. Okay, so tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you. So Civil Spec Resources is my company. So on Instagram, it's Civil Spec underscore resources and www.civilspecresources.com. Amazing. Again, you're incredible. You have paved the way and I'm so proud of what you've done. It's just incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much and for having me and reaching out. It's been lovely to connect with you. You as well. Thanks for joining me today on the She Build Show. My name is Stephanie Olson. My hope is that this episode leaves you feeling empowered and ready to boldly take that step into building the life that you envision one, two by four at a time. And if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I get giddy over reading the reviews each week and I will choose one special person to win some SheBuild swag. Make sure you add your name to the review and I'll reach out if you're the winner. Thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to visit me at theshebuildshow.com where you can ask me questions and share with me what you're building.